from Fit for Broadway. I'm Jane Jordan. And I'm Cassie Silva. Welcome to episode seven of The B-Way. Meditation has always been and is a very mysterious practice and seemingly simple act of just sitting there and being quiet with ourselves which in this digital age that we live in and being constantly overwhelmed by our phones and social media and the amount of content that we're taking in, it's so rare that we get those precious moments of quiet and just being with ourselves. And over the last two and three years, meditation has become so accessible to us. Um, Just learning how to meditate, using apps, studios that are popping up, teachers. And it's something that has really had such an impact on me and so many people that I've interviewed in the Broadway community who have said that meditation is such a huge integral part of the way that they are able to live the lifestyle that they live. And we wanted to dedicate an entire episode to exploring mindfulness in its entirety. So we're going to talk about meditation, intention, uh, manifesting, crystals, so many fun things all around just connecting the mind, body, and spirit. And we hope that you guys take some tools and little nuggets and hopefully it puts you guys in a beautiful, blissful Broadway state of mind. Hi, I'm Christine Vendel and Broadway has inspired me to be all-encompassing. Has meditation made you a better communicator? Absolutely. It's made me a better everything. (laughs) It's because, okay, so one of the brilliant things Emily said to me during the class, she said to us, those of us in the class, uh, and I I believe somebody had told her this, um, you, you shouldn't meditate to get good at meditating. We don't meditate to get good at meditating. We meditate to get good at life. Because when you meditate, you become more aware of everything. Um, And it's allowing yourself to sit with your own self in silence with your crazy thoughts. And I love that she called it, it's just taking out the trash. Because what we have over 10,000 random thoughts a day, at least. And uh, meditation allows that to go. And so there's so many different thoughts and schools of meditation. And again, I don't think there's a wrong way if you're if you're trying meditation because what works for one person might not work for another and something else might work better but I do know that there's power in sitting even five minutes I like the people that find out about it from me that are so intrigued to say I've always thought about it but I don't know if I you know if I can have attention span or whatnot and, and I don't know what to do and I say you actually don't have to do anything it's as simple as wake up use the restroom make your tea or coffee or whatever and just go sit in silence for five minutes don't turn on your phone don't turn on your tv don't lay down in bed because you'll fall back asleep but um sit and close your eyes and what it does is it just will condition your brain to be calm to approach the day with ease and calm And when that happens, you're much better off for the rest of the day. And um, you just allowing all these thoughts to fly through, fly away, means you won't have that come back later. You won't, you know, if you're trying to resist thought, that's going to come back. But if you just allow it to be and let it go, it goes, okay, I just needed that. I just needed to show you that that's what what I was thinking and that was there. But we thought it and now it's gotten, you know, we had to think it, you know. so yeah, you could sit. I'll, I'll tell them if you want, light a candle, stare at it for five minutes. If you feel like you need to clear your mind, you just stare at the flame. That's it. It's, or sit and f- be thankful for something, but just be still, you know? And that's a great way to just start. And it's habit. That's the hardest thing, doing, having the habit. But once you get it, the habit in your um, routine, it is the most powerful thing you can experience.
So in going through my divorce and being at a very low period in my life and then starting a new Broadway show and the challenges that I was dealing with that, um, trying to find some kind of grounding and stability. And there was a young lady who was in the cast who was also going through a um, not you know, a nice divorce situation, but she was always so, so light and, and positive and, and incredible. And um, I remember when we moved into the theater, she had said to the ladies in the dressing room, she said, um, just so you guys know, um, if you see me sitting here with my headphones on and my eyes closed, um, I'm just meditating, so just let leave me be for like 20 minutes and then I'll be back in conversation. And so I knew that that's what she was doing and it was just so incredible to um, see her diligently practice every day. And at one point, uh, when, you know, you get to a certain really low point, you think, okay, something needs to shift, something needs to happen. I pulled her aside and I just said, I would love to ask you about your meditation practice. Um, are, are you okay with that? I, I, she said, oh my gosh, of course. I said, you know, it's just so amazing. You're, it, it, whatever it is, it, it clearly is working because, um, you know, you're just always so light and, and bubbly and knowing what you're going through. And she just said, oh, my God, Christine, I changed my life. And so basically, I found the practice that she did, which is called Ziva Mind, started by Emily Fletcher, who is now, she was a Broadway performer, and now she is one of the top meditation instructors globally. And, um, but you know, that was her path that it was incredible. But I remember Stephanie told me about it and I went for a free introduction course because you didn't have to commit. You could just get an understanding of what it was about, what what the benefits were and the science behind it. And uh, and do like a, um, she would lead you through a meditation. And it's a Vedic meditation based on uh, sound, the silent sound mantra that you think. You don't speak, you don't, and... Um, it changed my life, just that one introductory course. I knew I was gonna be okay. I knew everything was gonna be okay. So I, I went through, I think it was, if I remember correctly, three classes. And um, you set aside 20 minutes twice a day. Now, one thing in my, I've done in my entire life, not just with meditation, but other um, ideas, spiritual ideas and philosophies, you know, we continually evolve in our lives and what may work so great at one point, maybe there's the next evolution of something like that that could work better at a different period. And so anyway, I've been practicing Ziva meditation for a few years, but I was always open to the idea of, well, sometimes I realize in this, especially in this city, to find 20 minutes twice a day can be a bit of a challenge and it was and I would non-negotiable make time for it but then as the urgency and uh, of needing that that benefit it didn't seem as urgent and necessary once I felt that I, I got the healing I needed and I just in doing my soul searching all around I um, did a lot of reading online and whatnot um, and I found Funny enough, uh, Vishen Lakhiani, who started Mind Valley, who is now very good friends with Emily Fletcher, but he had written a book within this past year, and he talked about his six-point med- power meditation, which um, is really amazing when you just don't have the time for 20 minutes. You can sit and just go to a space and think on the six points that he'll lead you through, and it just kind of is an all-rounded thing. Sometimes in my travels, I've had moments to sit and contemplate gratitude or um, I, I found that meditation can work if I'm trying to problem solve um, in creating pieces and choreographing. Maybe I get to a point where I think, oh, I don't know what what's next. I don't even, I have no idea. And before my meditation, maybe instead of doing the silent mantra um, I will ask myself a question maybe to be open to what the possibility is. And then um, by the end of it, I always see, I'll have a vision or know what the answer is. Um, so I, I have found many different ways that of meditation 
that can help in life as well. So it's now in my life a matter of what I'm needing, how much time do I have, and that will lead me to, okay, today it's going to be this, you know, maybe sometimes I'll still meditate twice a day if I, if maybe I'll find myself out in nature, it's just so beautiful and I have to soak it in. It's like, yes, I'm going to sit here and I'm going to meditate with my eyes closed. It actually just happened um, on Saturday. I was out in the Hamptons for an incredible event and um, I was tired. It also helps when you're really tired too. It gives you this deep state of, um, I, I think it's theta waves that, is almost it's it's better than taking an actual nap so um, it was a long day we hadn't yet done the performance we had, had dinner and I thought you know what I'm gonna go outside the sun's out I'm gonna sit out in the woods and I found a place and it just completely revived me let go like the, a little bit of the nerves and all that and um, so it's it's still such a powerful instrument and um, I recommend it to anybody and everybody who's looking for that next step in their life to feel that they're going to be okay if they have any kind of questions or doubts. Again, I think that our mental approach to everything in life, awareness, and tendency to get overworked at times or stressed out or nervous or anxious, it can help ease that. Um, I mentioned before that it can help set me for performing if I need to go to a calm place. If I'm creating and I'm, maybe I'm hit an artistic block, I can use my meditation practice to be open to what a possible solution is. I'll have that question that maybe, um, you know, I'm open to the solution and by the end, I'm always revealed what it is if I need to. Um, it's kind of like a creative visualization, I guess it could be. Um, also, at my point in my life, I have a lot of injuries that I've had and, and deal with. And, and there are times something will come and say hello when I least expect it without any provocation. And um, I can use meditation to send loving, healing thoughts and to release the idea and fear that that is going to impact me in any way. So I can use it, it, it to however I need to. But again, it's just w with the daily practice, you can just be very centered and um, at ease. Come into this present moment, the Broadway state of mind. Everyone needs a tool belt. Mine is jam-packed with mantras, meditations, a matchbook of incense, a ring of clearing keys, sage, palo santo, crystals like white quartz for purifying space, or adventurine, tourmaline, opal, or carnelian. <laughs> what can I say? I'm from Hippieville, Topanga Canyon, and I'm an artist. We take in and on many emotional lives, and it's important to find the balance. I love to learn about the energies around me and how I can amplify my experience with a natural source. It leaves me wondering, circa Matilda the Musical 2015, what is the max amount of crystals I had hidden in my show bra at once? Here's our lovely London friend, Danielle Hope, giving us a 101 guide to crystals. Hey, I'm Danielle Hope, and Broadway inspires me to be everything I dreamed I could be. So, being on the road, especially for me, um, having worked um, in the West End, and now this will be my third tour in a row. It's essential for me to carry around um, healing tools, mindfulness, like 
I guess like devices and ways to make sure that when I'm not going home to my own apartment, I'm not going home to the things that I know, I have things in these new dressing rooms, new theaters um, that can anchor me for the show. So there's some consistency in my own um, mental state of mind, if you like, uh, for my show. And of course, on the road, you don't get much bags, you don't get much luggage. So I have to keep these really small. Um, if you can keep them as rituals that you can do without any tools, then that's amazing too. Um, but for me, crystals and healing stones have always been really at the core of, of um, grounding myself and my, my kind of spiritual and mindful um, mindfulness journey, really. So I have my select crystals that I always put in the same way in, the, in my dressing room and instantly I feel like, okay, that's it. I'm set up for the show. If everything else is different, that remains the same. And that kind of centers me in a way and it, it's really important for me. It's the first thing I do whenever we get into a new theater. I, I really take that time everywhere. Um, and yeah, it's really integral to part of my creative process. Healing crystals have been around for such a long time and I know there are so many different uses and different people in different fields and, and like to kind of use them in different ways. Um, for me, the way I have integrated them into my life um, spiritually is one, I feel connected to the earth. I love the idea that the thing that I'm, I'm holding onto, the thing that brings me um, either the grounding, the joy, the peace, all of those things um, is from the earth and it's natural. And that's really, really important to me. And for somebody who necessarily has never come across any healing stones before and it's very new to them, I would say it's a wonderful, magical thing for me. And there's so many different I mean, I went into, I keep branching away. I went into Stick Stone on Bone today in the West Village in New York and uh, which where I am right now, luckily enough. Um, and I went in and I go in there every time I come back to the city and even I'm still discovering new kinds of stones that there's just so many varied types. And I've met a lot of people in, um, I guess like in the West End, in the performing arts that have made a connection to these stones um, for their properties. Now, I think you can either be a 100% believer, like you can read all the books and a lot of different books have different um, messages, different meanings. So I, I like to kind of research like hugely and make sure that, you know, I'll Google, I'll read this book, I'll read that book and I'll be like, okay, so here's what everybody else has said and here's what people who've studied them from the earth have said, like, how do I feel when I look at it? And for me, um, the crystals have always aligned with the chakras um, and it's very much a color thing for me. It's very visual um, and visual and then a sense of like um, the touch and I've always felt like a, a vibration coming from them. You know, sometimes you you see something, you smell something, you get that whole body shiver and you don't know what it is, but it's something of your like higher self or a higher um, nature kind of connecting you. And that's what I get with these crystals. Um, so I, yeah, I would say to someone who's never worked with them before is go based on instincts. So if you like the look of it, if you feel connected to it and you don't know why, like pick it up, how does it feel in your hand? Um, and it's really personal to you. How does it make you feel? And also know that that will change over time. There's, for example, rose quartz is a very commonly known crystal, even if you've you know, you've never researched them, you've never read a book, you'll probably know what rose quartz is. Um, it's very popular, it's in a lot of jewelry stores and it's actually, I'm a Taurus and it's connected to my sign. However, I have never felt anything towards rose quartz before and it's unconditional love, it's pink, it's femininity and I just, I've never felt that connection until like three months ago and my, um, one of my friends is a clairvoyant and she came to visit me on the road and, and she brought me this beautiful, huge piece of, of raw rose quartz. And she was like, you just need this right now in your dressing room. And I felt instantly like, you're so right. And I've never ever felt that before. And I couldn't explain like what it is. And I think that's what I like about all spiritual um, things is that, you know, there are 15 different books that might describe it a different way but what feels right to me and what I get from it, what I feel is special and unique to me. And I get that from, from crystals. So yeah, I would say go in based on your instincts. Color is huge for me. Um, 
my whole job is communicating, even though sometimes when I'm speaking like this, it's, it's hard. <laughs> but um, so all of the blues and anything that's connected to like ocean kind of feelings and uh, memories, I always feel really connected and really drawn to. Um, so I would say if you're interested in crystals, um, get a book. There's so many amazing books out there um, that are like dictionaries almost. Um, go into your local store. Local is so important to me. Go and find, there's one in like every town, even in England, every small town has some kind of um, healing shop, crystal store, um, homeopathic kind of vibes. Uh, yeah, so go in and just feel like what you're drawn to and, and what you like. And I like having them in my home, in my dressing room. I make jewelry out of them for people. And yeah, it's, it's a really wonderful thing and I, there's so much to discover. So I'd say if you aren't connected to it yet, go and have a look. My five favorite gemstones that I carry everywhere will be fluorite, uh, a light blue obsidian, opalite, rose quartz, and labradite. As I mentioned earlier, there are um, my staple um, crystals, which I have in my dressing room. Um, and what I have in my dressing room is very different to what I have in my home. Um, so I'll talk about my dressing room because to be honest, that's where I am most of the time. I rarely get to go home, you know, one, one day a week. Um, so I'll start with uh, fluorite. Uh, I found the most beautiful um, fluorite point. It's about, I would say three inches. And it's the first thing I, I get out on my on my station. It's always in the center of whatever the room may be. That's the center by the mirror. Um, and fluorite for me, it balances the physical body, emotional body, and spiritual body. And it can come in greens and purples and clear. And I have this amazing one which somehow integrates all of those colors. Um, and I found it by accident. I think they're always the best kind of things to take with you is when you're not looking for something, you'll probably find it. Um, and it's, it's so central and so centering for me. And it calms, we're in a theater. There are a million different people. There are a million different energies. We're touring. So there is new people coming and going from these spaces. Like we never claim these shows, these roles, these spaces. We're just merely passing a baton if you like, and swapping energies and, you know, accepting what we've got. Uh, so for me, it calms the chaos. So it, it's very well known, like say for balancing everything out and calming the inner chatter and the outer chatter. So I like it as that central piece. Like a lot of people come into my room, you know, you have people doing wigs, people doing costumes, my friends and castmates in and out, stage management, everything. Um, so for me, knowing that that is there, like always centering, if I'm feeling a little bit messy or, you know, when you're traveling all the time, you do get a little bit like, oh, uh, imbalanced. Um, so for me, fluorite does that. I love to wear that as well. And just the colors are so fantastic. So they do, they're like two pyramids. Like, what would you call that actually? Um, my brain has stopped. It's like the two points, it's like almost like a diamond, but if you put two pyramids on top of each other. Um, and for me, that shape is really, really interesting with fluorite and very, very common. So if you can find some of that, I love that. Um, I have opalite as well, uh, which is this like creamy, it can kind of be clear or it can be really opaque, creamy, like bluey white. And I just, I've been obsessed with this stone ever since I found it. Um, and for me, it's it's connected to the throat chakra because we're, we're all with our blues. And for me, it's very important to keep a lot of that and a lot of that color um, in a dressing room, in a creative space, because you know that's what we're doing. We're communicating with the audience, with our fellow performers constantly. Um, and it's really, I usually like raw, rough kind of textures and stones, but opalite is one that's usually very smoothed out. And I like them in kind of like a ball kind of shape and it just sits really nicely by the side of my floor, fluorite. Um, and again, that eases communication. Um, it's, it's good for faithful lovers, I know. Um, so I mean, faithful love can mean so much, faithful to your art, faithful to who you are and the person that you bring to work every day. And that just reminds me to make sure that that person is always communicating and always coming through no matter what chaos and chatter is going on. My third wonderful crystal, um, again, a similar color. And I'm doing this because I can see like my little like crystal chart, like how I'm mapping them out is 
it's a light blue clear obsidian now obsidian is usually black um we usually are absorbing stones are grounding stones and this one I was at war with because I've always been drawn to it. I love the way it looks. I love the way it feels. Um, I always, I usually roll this. So we're a light clear blue. Think of like, for me, if you could like animate a droplet of the ocean and but physically hold it in real life, that's what it would look like and feel like. I, I love it. It's like my little aerial thing. Um, I'm huge Disney freak, so um, fanatic. Uh, so, but it's half man-made somewhere. So there's part of me that thinks gemstones natural they come from the earth that's really important um and it has a lot of similar properties to um blown glass now i really kind of have i like that it's half man-made and half from the earth and that that is somewhere where we meet with this stone so some people will say oh it doesn't count that's not a gemstone it's not 100% natural so it's not got the same kind of properties and others would argue that it does and I, I think again the way I kind of fell in love with it was because you know Ariel is obsessed with the land and what people make and and I'm always drawn to the ocean and the color and the feel of this stone is so important to me and I'm always if I don't feel like I'm communicating well, or if my voice is a little bit tired or anything, I always roll it around the sides of my muscles. I know vocal massage is, is a huge thing. And it's just the shape of this stone. I've got like a ball of it. And it just massages that and around the throat chakra. And it always makes me feel like I'm loosening up. Like, and I've, So I kind of made my peace with half my made, half earth, because we make some beautiful things. And you know, the art we make is man-made, but it comes from a natural talent. So that's my kind of peacemaker with that one. And that's the light blue obsidian. Um, new to the collection um, is the rose quartz, which I guess has always been in my heart. Like I won't deny, my mom has had rose quartz around our house since I was a kid. And maybe that's why we've always had an abundance of that. So I guess I never felt like I needed to bring any more of that in because it's always been around, I, I don't know. Um, but yeah, this, and this is a very central thing. I'm, I always have this in my hand. I've maybe only had it now for the past couple months on tour, but it's just such a nice thing to hold around. and so many people are away from home and we do forget to love ourselves a lot during and it's hard you know you get notes you're constantly self-criticizing like when the creative team come in and they see the show half the things people say to you you've already given to yourself you know we, we know we self-criticize um, and and I think it's really important to remind of self-love um when you're feeling a little bit like your self-worth is lower not that it ever should be but art is hard you know we, we give ourselves over every single day and we have a huge expectation um for ourselves um which is something you know daily i i try and work on releasing and just being like every day is new and what i'm sharing today is the best of what i have today so for me that rose quartz that unconditional love that light pink it just brings in I know the heart chakra, usually we're looking at greens and things, but for me, the pink of the rose quartz is definitely connected to that also. Um, and yeah, it, it just reminds that self-love and keeping the love in that room, in the whole building, not just for the audience, but for everybody around you. And just holding it and looking at that, sometimes I have to go, come on, Danielle, come on, pick yourself up. Like, you got this. Because <laughs> it's hard and, and you do. And I have to physically remind myself, like, these these tools are my anchors. Like, I... I have so many wonderful um, books and mantras and my yoga and my, my physical um, and my exercise is huge to my well-being and huge to, to my, my process. But these small, wonderful totems and anchors are things I'm very visual as a person. So I, I see them on my place. I'm reminded of all those things. Um, my last but by no means least crystal. Um, now this bad boy, it's in my bag, it's in my pocket, it's in my coat. It's I have it right now in my bag. Like when I flew, I was like, oh, no. Um, so it's always around, and but it's not necessarily just at home in the dressing room. Um, and that's Labradite. Now, I found the most fantastic. I was in the middle of Wales. I took my mom on this trip. Um, and we were both kind of getting out of the city and in the middle of the mountains and stuff. And there was this tiny, tiny little like rocks and minerals shop. So we went in and she was looking at the jewelry and 
I found this, it was glowing bright blue and bright green like from the corner and it kept catching my eye and I was like, what is that? Now I'd seen Labradite, very smooth polished versions, but I'd never seen it like almost in its just like true, I've literally dug this out of the earth and it's in my hand. That's how it feels to me. And it really is a stone of magic. is a stone of uh, self-transformation and binding in all of that emotional and spiritual energy. And for me, every time I look at it, I believe that anything is possible. And I, and it is, it is that color. And sometimes it doesn't glow and sometimes it does, which I think is just magical anyway. Um, and it, it just, it helps me keep I think it's important to have magic in everyday life. And we get on stage and we pretend to be people we're not and we put on wigs, we put on the same costumes. And you know, I'm at the moment doing Grease and we're going back into the 50s and that's kind of magical because it's all colorful and the music's amazing. And you know, and and this stone just, it reminds me to to never forget that inner child, to never forget that magic. Um, The opportunities that this career and this like, art brings you and the people that come into your life through it is truly truly magical um and I've always felt a higher connection to um a spiritual and clairvoyance kind of um realm and and this stone for me just reminds me and connects me to all that at all times um it's my little Peter Pan in my palm (laughs) um so yeah they're, they're like my five I would say core gemstones all very different but again my central focus would always be the throat chakra that communication um, because that's what's vital um, in in my life and in what I do obviously daily life is very different to uh, performance life and it's a way of I guess we try and connect those as best we can and yet also have this clean, clear, open space once we walk into the building, into the audition room, into the dance class, into the fitness class, like everything. We wanna make sure that 100% of us is turning up, 100% of us is open and ready and as best we can to try and clear maybe whatever just happened that's on our mind. And, you know, we all go through the meditation to kind of go, okay, we're quieting the mind, focusing on the breath. And, you know, th- that's great. But sometimes you need a little something in the room just for a bit of extra help. So for me, a good starter crystal and really a, a core crystal for um, not just beginners, but performers especially, um, would be a simple clear quartz. Um, It's one of the most widely used, most common crystals, and it's one of the most powerful. Um, It's like a, I think of it as a little like a hoover, a vacuum. Um, It's a beautiful, clear, um, white, and you can get different degrees and different shapes, um, stone, and it balances all chakras. So we're not, there's nothing specific here. It's all inclusive, all cleansing, all clearing, and I think, if you need that kind of, that focus to really hone that space into just your art, just your craft, I would say having some clear quartz either on you or in the room on display is a really, really great way um, just to kind of make that space your art space, your creative space. Um, Because I know, like for me anyway, I do have to define those spaces sometimes. Um, Like I can't necessarily get that creative in my bedroom with all my things. I have to either have like another separate area or I'm lucky enough to be on the road so I have a dressing room. So for me, I walk into the dressing room and I'm like, okay, this is creative, it's my space and I can control whatever's going on in here and inspirations flying. So for me, I would say clear quartz is a really, really great starter stone for any performer or artist. One thing I touched on black tourmaline before, these um, absorbing kind of stones. Um, and also, again, with fluorite for auditions, if it's something for performers, you need to keep in your pocket. Like I used to keep a bit of tourmaline in my pocket because I felt like any excess nervous energy I was taking into the room with me, it would help me absorb. Um, I actually <laughs> I actually got a tattoo um, of a, a black anchor because I used to hide stones in like my different costumes, but then I started to do shows <laughs> where I had no pockets. <laughs> so I couldn't like stuff, like with Sandy, the black cat suit at the end, I could not have a piece of tourmaline like stuffed in my bra because you're gonna see it. 
um, or even in my mic belt. So I actually went and got a tattoo done, which was so out of character for me, of a black anchor on my, on my right ankle so that one foot was always anchored to the floor. The other side can fly as high as it wants, but that anchor is always there and I don't need the crystal if I can't have it on stage, but I'm reminded of it and the color black and just to absorb any of that fear, any of that excess nervous energy that's that's not helping me in, in what I do. So I guess, yeah, for, to have, opposite ends of the spectrum. You've got the clear quartz, the black tourmaline. Um, they're gonna clear and balance everything out. And then I would say, go and get inspired and see what connects you creatively for the rest of your um, crystals. Honestly, it was like one in the morning at my mum's house in Manchester, um, in England. And I just had this idea and I was like, I need to wear these. Like I'm stuffing them in pockets, they're like in my coat and I'm like, but I can't see them. And I really, I really, really would love to see them. So I thought, how can I have this gemstone on me? So I did some research and I had a look and I like tried some like macrame, like little knots and things like that. Like you can make little nets and bags and that didn't quite feel right to me because um, it was covering up so much of the stone. Um, and in the end I found like wire. So. To be honest, I really just naturally winged it. I'm like, I was just playing around because initially it was just so I could wear my favorite crystals. It wasn't something I was ever going to um, to gift or to, to sell or anything like that. So I started to experiment with my own technique, my own way of wrapping the crystal. It was really, really vital to me um, not to drill the crystal, not to glue, not to um, attach the wire in a way that it couldn't be removed or that it affected the crystal of its natural form in any way. Um, that was just really important to me personally. I've seen many um, drilled pendants that are so, so beautiful as well. Um, but for me, it was just really important. So I started to make jewelry for myself and everybody was commenting and Everybody liked them and I started to make them for my friends. Um, and a close friend of mine said, you know, you should set up a little Etsy and, and see if, you know, anyone else would want them. And it was purely done with love um, and inspiration. And I would go to crystal shops everywhere. I mean, it was part of my daily routine then to go in. What was I inspired by? What could I find? What had I not worked with? Um, I'd never thought of gemstones shape being so vital before. Whereas obviously with wire wrapping, it's important to have anchors so these smooth round stones are the hardest things to wrap, the hardest. Um, so finding a way to wrap those, um, people would suggest their favorite stones to me and I would wrap them, uh, you know, for them. So yeah, I I just started to, to do it and it, it took off and I was in Les Mis, I went back to Les Mis and I was sat in the dressing room and I just sang on my own. I just died after a little fall of rain and I would be sat, wrapping my jewelry, doing my crystals in the dressing room. I just loved it. It was just, I was so passionate about it. I would stay up till four in the morning um, and doing them all. And it was just, I felt such a passion, such a, a joy that came from that. And, and that's what it was. It was never um, like a business idea for me. It was just, this is something I love and I seem to be quite good at it right now. That's um, so why I loved making them for people. The power of thought and the power of intention is, I mean, so powerful and so vital. And it's something actually everyone's talking about now in, in more daily life I've found over the past couple of years um, that it's almost gotten like trendy, which I think is one of the best things that could have happened. Everybody is thinking about mindfulness um, and it's like, hooray. Um, and using crystals um, to accelerate and heighten um, your your thoughts and your mantras and, and, and to really help you manifest um, and gain what it is that you want. You know, when you start a yoga class, when you start most classes, you know, you set an intention for that class, that day, um, that audition, that show. That's why I love using angel cards. It helps me bring in an outer like inspiration for my kind of manifesting and my intentions. And for me, like the specific properties to the crystals lend themselves to different kinds of manifesting. Um, I feel like all of them are positive. Some can clear and remove. And I think um, removing, cleaning, clearing chakras is, 
it's just so important for everybody every day, whether you're a performer or not. Um, but think about how much excess emotional energy we charge into our minds and our souls and our bodies by pretending to be people we're not eight times a week. You know, it, sometimes it's hard not to take the show home. Um, so I know I use a lot of crystals um, to kind of clear some of the energy that might not be mine or you know I always have crystals on my yoga mat too and I'm doing home practice and usually with a candle of like a similar color um, to whatever chakra I'm, I'm focusing on um, they have these amazing ones you can get them in New York as well um, that actually have the chakra on a couple words and the scent and the color everything is revolved around this like a ritual candle and they're really beautiful so if you can find one of those I would um, yeah so using that crystal to um, to heighten um, what what it is that, that you want, whether that be a job or whether it's something that you would like to think less about or bring more of into your life. I think those crystals are connecting you to, so you have your mind setting that, setting that intention. You're physically setting that with whatever work you're physically doing. And then you have like a piece of the earth um, helping you along that and and reciting some of its properties like using that as a mantra bringing that in um i've always found huge huge inspiration um from using them and, and it's always for me just it's made it feel more powerful it's and you know some people like to bring it down and have absolutely nothing and just manifest those things and, and bring them in or clear them out but for me adding the crystal um to my manifesting kind of like rituals it just, it heightens the whole process. It really does for me. So meditation is a huge part of my daily life. And I always try and, hopefully if the dressing room is large enough on tour, because again, that changes every week, um, set up my yoga mat, set up my crystals, and also um, set up that space where I can just kind of like check in, center before the show, um, you know, sometime at the half. And I've, always been so passionate about um aerial um aerial everything really like aerial circus and um aerial silks led me into aerial yoga um which is like the silks made into a hammock and it's really cool because you can get upside down like constantly and who doesn't like to be upside down so and it's wonderful because you can make the hammock into like a cocoon and your entire body weight is suspended in the air and you can have your meditation feeling weightless and cocooned. And there's something so magical about like, it's like being back in the womb. Um, and it really, really just centers me and helps me kind of like completely remove myself from, from daily life, truly, because like I'm not on the floor. Um, so I am so passionate about aerial yoga and there's so many places now popping up all over the States and England um, and the UK where, where it's accessible. I've actually just got on my own kind of rig at home, which I'm super excited about and I get on every day I can. And um, I'm really looking into going into teaching uh, early next year once I'm off the road because I'm love teaching and all my friends that come around are like can I get on it can I do this and I'm super comfortable teaching them the things that I've learned that I'm super confident with and you have to remember like this is not just you on your body on a yoga mat now you're upside down you're with a piece of fabric um you have to know wrist wraps and locks and things to make sure that this practice is safe because without getting too dark, you know, you're upside down, you might have it, you drop, it's on your neck, Any anything could happen. So I'm saying is practice safe, practice with people who know. Um, so I would love to go and gain a full 100% knowledge so that I can teach and adapt that to the student personally and not just teach what I know and what I've learned. Even though that's a wonderful thing to share, I think it's important when teaching to go and have a real breadth of knowledge. Everyone started to laugh at me everywhere on tour because the first thing I do is, um, when we get onto the stage through the technical rehearsal on the first day is I walk onto the stage because sometimes we have like a spare rigging poles so I can rig the silk from the top of the theater. So I have a full height. Um, and they're like, Danielle, what are you doing? And I'm looking up in the dressing rooms, looking up in the quick change areas. Is there a bar? Is there a ladder? Is there somewhere I could like put this? And my, everyone's laughing because I look like a crazy person. Um, but yeah, it's super fun. And there's always somewhere to put it, you know, and everyone likes to come in and, it's nice because, you know, I'm sat in my hammock and who doesn't want to be sat in a hammock while they're getting notes or something?
Something that is very present and very current in my life right now um, is change. Um, I have always, as a kid, like felt, I've really struggled with huge changes and, and how I have an emotional response to that. And something that I'm hoping to do, and I, I'm doing in the next couple of months, is relocating from London to New York. Now, if that's not the biggest life change, I don't know what is. Um, so I guess I've been battling with the unknown and, and how I'm gonna deal with that and you know everything I, I do and love at home, how that translates here in a completely different country. So I've been manifesting a lot of self-belief because there's, trust me, I'm like, I can't do it, I can't do it, no, 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 like fear creeps in and you know, it's it's all too different and real and, and then, you know, the 95% of me that is like, believes 1000% and I know, like I'm here right now, I know that this is like my heart's home, I really do. So my current manifestations are just to really clear that fear and Labradite is also really good in helping with transitions and transformation. So having that around me as well. And, and with my trip here, actually, I just put it in my coat pocket before I got on the plane to ease the, my travel here. Uh, yeah, so, so for me, just focusing on accepting change, allowing it in, because actually sometimes change is really, really good for you. And don't let the fear of not knowing how you're gonna handle what it is that's coming into your life um, scare you and not make you do it so yeah I'm, I'm trying to dive head first and believe 100% that I'm good enough as we all are like you you really are good enough strong enough everything enough like you are and you can be so yeah for me that's that's my mantra right now Danielle you are such a light and such an inspiration and we would be so lucky to have you back in New York see you soon Hi, Jane. Hi, Cassie. I already know what your word is. I know what your word is because we just talked about it. We're just talking about it. Usually we don't. But no, we don't. Mm -mm. It's always like on, on the spot kind of thing, but go ahead. I don't, I don't want to spoil it. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, I'll go. Can, go for it, girl. I'm going to go for it. Yeah. Broadway inspires me to be resourceful. <gasps> Amen. Yes. Yes. What have you been resourceful with this week? Man, I love community. I mm -hmm. love my friends. I love meeting people that I don't know because everybody knows something different. Mm -hmm. And it's even greater when you can come together to learn something that you do already know together or for a common thread, yada, yada. But um, just creating a bunch of projects, be it you know videos, music, short films, writing, um, doing, you know, readings for musicals or plays um wow I sound really busy um <laughs> it's because you are but I'm lucky to have I like to say I have my hand in a cookie jar boy my theme is just cookies I mean but nonetheless resourceful to I love to open up and and be a a, a resource for people and also to come together collaborate and put our resources together and create something yes. it just is so exciting I'm jumping off the couch basically <laughs> <laughs> what was your word Jane my word pretty reflective of that um Broadway inspires me to be a learner this week Ooh, what'd you learn Oh, so much. Um, I think my biggest thing I learned this week was communication, though. Um, I'm, like, testing out the waters in every area of my life of how to be a good communicator, being very communicative. Um, and it's not easy, but I feel like I'm just getting into this flow of, like, trusting kind of how I communicate and if I don't I'm like oops sorry I didn't communicate that let me try again um oh, that's so great yeah because oh um, listening too is part of communication yeah technology is makes it hard for me to be a good communicator honestly because I feel like the immediacy that we demand from each other mm -hmm. like someone will text me and I'll forget to text them back or like get an email and like oh that ghost you life know, yes like a week later I'll respond to an email and I'm like I'm sorry I'm just now getting back to you and I have felt lately that that's literally how I start every single email and text and everything but um what an amazing observation Oh, girl. I try, commend you. Trying to be observant enough to then 
change my habits. <laughs> this is life. This is life. <laughs> Thanks for sharing, Cass. Thanks for sharing. And um, Jane. Yes. Text me back. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on it. Thanks for joining us this week. We have one final episode in season one, and it comes out next week, and the theme is family. Special thanks to our mindfulness guests. You can find Christine Bendel on Instagram at kbendelny or on her website, christinebendel.com. You can find Danielle Hope on Instagram and Twitter at daniellehope26. Connect with us. Let us know what Broadway inspires you to be on Instagram and Facebook at fit for Broadway and online at fitforbroadway.com. You can find my co-host Cassie Silva at Cassie M as in magic Silva or on my website, CassieSilva.com. You can find our sound engineer, Justin Ramos, who also composed all of our original music at just Ramos or at my website, JustinRamosMusic.com. Until next time. Keep living the B way. I had a banana, I had some almonds, and lunch was Korean food. It was very good. Yesterday I had like no food because all of a sudden we were like shooting for seven or eight hours instead of two and I was like, oh, and everything was closed. So oh. a trashy 24 hour diner for me. There we go. Yeah. Alone at midnight. No, what was the thing that you went? Oh, oh artichoke pizza. I had that today. I literally went to the West Village to eat the pizza and then came back. Like those, I had to, 18 months. Actually, this is like a nugget. It might even get included, but something ridiculous. And this was all because I love Broadway. I had booked um, a trip to come to New York and I booked all the shows in, everything. And I was doing The Wizard of Oz and I got a letter from the queen. Now this letter wasn't paper. It was a card this thick in the shape of the crown that said Her Majesty the Queen, um, not demands, but it was like a fancy word. Um, the presence of Danielle Hope at this day, at this time. And I had to go to Buckingham Palace and sing for the royal family and have dinner with them. But it was on the week of my New York trip. So I sat in my dressing room, my lovely dresser, who's very experienced. I said, oh, that's a real shame, isn't it? Because I'm going to Broadway. And she was like, no, no, Danielle, you've like been, you have to go like by law. And I was like, but I've booked my Broadway shows. I can't, I physically can't, but I had to and I had to rebook everything. I was so mad. But yeah, I would have given up the queen for Broadway. I did, I tried. <laughs> I was summoned by the queen. And I didn't want to. I mean, it was amazing.